Well, we are live here on the Full Coverage Football Show. What is up, everybody? My name is Jeremy. That is my tag team partner, Mr. Drew. Mr. at Detroit Dave 7 Follow me on Twitter at SomervilleCLE. Welcome into the Full Coverage Football Show. Man, we've been gone for two weeks now. Come yep. back with a brand new logo. Let us know what you think. But the heart of the show is still here. Me and Drew. Same sponsors, Manhattan Deli Mentor, Concealed Carry, Firearms Training, Kitty Cove Daycare. We are all back, and we are here to talk football, baby. We got a fun show tonight. We're going to start with some around football like we always do. We will go around. We'll talk Julio Jones. Where is he going? Where should he go? Why haven't the Green Bay Packers traded for him? We will talk Aaron Rodgers and why he isn't throwing to Julio Jones yet. You can see a little bit of a theme there in my thinking. And then we got a fun show because we are welcoming on the legend at 8.30. The Anonymous Scout. You've heard all these stories for years. Anonymous Scout says this. Anonymous Scout says that. Anonymous Scout here. He says that Miles Garrett is too big to play defensive end. Colt McCoy is better than Russell Wilson. Anonymous Scout says this. They're the same player. Whatever. Anonymous Scout here. Anonymous Scout there. But we will finally get the man to break his silence. Quit hiding behind everyone. Hiding behind the reporters. As he joins us at 8.30 p.m., live here on the Full Coverage Football Show. That's going to be a little bit exciting. Drew, how you doing tonight? Uh, fantastic. Looking forward to uh, to that. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since we, uh, I've talked some football. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a golf world for me. I'm excited to get back into it. Uh, there's mm-hmm. some good, juicy stuff going on as far as Leo Jones. Um, I'm not real sure. Well, we'll get into it. What you're talking about. But we'll, we'll get into it. Around well, let's get right into it. Let's roll. Where should Julio Jones end up, and why are the Falcons thinking about trading this guy? Because he wants to leave. Um, Good enough. First of all, let's backtrack. All right. For a second. Because you know I can't ever start out the show with the, the actual question. What's up with Shannon Sharp? Like, so was that a, was that a whole deal? Like, was that, a, was, that a, was that like an inside job kind of thing? Or was that just like him just being a dick? I mean, it could have been shoot. It could just be Shannon Sharp being Shannon Sharp, but, I mean, it comes off as Shannon Sharp just being a dick. Like, hey, we're going to get you on here, and basically it felt kind of like, hey, we don't know Julio, or Julio didn't know, did he? That I he mean, was doing this? I mean, I Julio would, should know the schedule of Shannon Sharp's show. Yes, I don't remember yes. which one. And people people were actually making that point. Like, they know mm-hmm. they do Undisputed, but, like, nobody watches that show. Like, how the <laughs> hell would we know? <laughs> it's happening. I, I couldn't even think of the name of the show. I was like, uh, I'm just going to hope Drew throws it out here. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't no, care about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, it's like, why? I, if it wasn't set up, then it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, and then nobody's – if it was not set up, nobody's going to tell Shannon Sharp anything ever, yep. ever again. It's like any athlete is like, yeah, that's some – yeah, you don't you do not do all – you don't call me on live air on speakerphone and stuff. Like, I mean – It was it's pretty wild. Like, I, it I was. was. Like, what, is, what is happening here? Um, so, yeah. So, I just wanted to bring that up. I don't know if it's real or fake, but where, where does Julio go? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, you you know Tennessee's interested. Mm-hmm. Um, You've heard Seattle apparently interested. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the Packers are interested in me. So, so let me ask you this: If the Packers sign Julio Jones, does Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden not want to be part of Green Bay? I think. It, I think is it, is it not too late uh, for Aaron Rodgers? Because 
because because ownership's had a, it's had a long time to make things right and it mm-hmm. hasn't. So is it just running to to sign Julio, who's a fantastic player. I mean, we're not going to argue that, are we? Um, you know, but like, is Aaron, just all of a sudden getting Julio Jones have Aaron Rodgers saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm back. That's no big deal." I mean, maybe it's the equivalent of like saving a relationship by having a baby, as some people do, like bringing in Julio Jones to salvage this relationship. I mean, it's not we're not getting Julio Jones from five years ago. But Julio Jones is still a hell of a football player, and if the Green Bay Packers do trade for him, it should show Aaron Rodgers that, hey, we are serious about winning here. We're getting you another weapon. Yeah. Devontae Adams and Julio Jones together with Robert Tanyan taking up the middle. I mean, it... The Robert Tanyan deal was weird. Mm-hmm. It was silly weird. Um, not to get off base, but, but yeah. But that's I, what we do know. here. Like, yeah, that's exactly what we do. But, again, I don't know if it... it, it listen, yeah, Rodgers and Devontae, I get it, but, like... At what point is it the fact that they've drafted Jordan Love instead of Adam Sitch player? And, and, and I think Aaron Rodgers has been professional about everything he's ever said about Jordan Love, right? He mm-hmm. really has. He hasn't said a bad word about the kid. Nope. So so that's fine. But, like, what have they done to, to put anything around him until he literally threatens just, I want out, and then you go, like, make a move for Julio Jones? Like, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, it's, like, too little too late. Like, what are we doing here? Like I love, he loves Devonte Adams. I mean, yeah. clearly, right? Like he's Devonte Adams is a fantastic football player, and and I don't disagree that adding Julio Jones to that mix would would be that big of a deal. But but or it wouldn't be a big deal rather. I mean, clearly those two lining up opposite would be a fantastic duo. And then like you, Robert Tanya and, and, and you know, and, and whatnot. And they also brought back Aaron Jones, and and so there, there's there's pieces there clearly. And Aaron and Aaron Rodgers is going to make. Anybody solid, he does it all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, Valdez Scanlon had he, he got another contract, um, but you know what I mean. So, like, I don't know though if it's too late for the relationship to be repaired. I kind of feel like it. It might be. Mm-hmm. Um, adding Julio, I mean, certainly that's enticing for for Aaron Rodgers, but I, I just don't know. But even if you do get rid of Aaron Rodgers and you have Julio Jones, I mean, that makes Jordan Love better, doesn't that? Yes, absolutely does. But, I mean, it looks like the Packers aren't even in the top five teams for this thing right now. It looks like Tennessee is the number one team really digging in, and A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, you're looking at, you said Seattle. I mean, there's a lot of teams who should be looking at Julio Jones. Any team with the space and possible Super Bowl hopes, you got to be looking at Julio Jones. A guy, yes, he's not the guy from five years ago. What are you saying? What are you saying? are you saying, saying your team needs to be looking at Julio Jones? Is that what you just said? Oh, listen, we you brought up something here. You talk about my team. Listen, Browns my fans. Team my team ain't getting Julio Jones. Jesus. Browns God. fans. Julio Jones is an excellent football player. Yes. I love Jarvis Landry, but Jarvis Landry is not on the same level as Julio Jones. So Browns fans are like, we don't need Julio because we got Jarvis to back up Odell. Is Jarvis Julio Landry. better than Odell? Right now, yes. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but so here going on Twitter. So, dude, so are you saying that you're saying that your team needs? You, that needs no, to look I'm not saying that. They don't. They're not okay. a team that should reach out. And right, right now, I mean, sure. 15 million dollars not worth it right now for Julio Jones. But all the people on Twitter, man, we love Jarvis Landry here. He's a tough guy. Hell of a football player. Fun guy to have on your team. He's fiery. He's kind of like the bloodline of the offense to an extent. 
Gar yeah, Slanger which, is. Which is fine, but don't yeah. put him in the same category well, as no, Julio that's, Jones. That's silly. I mean, it's just crazy talk. I understand we get, you know, we fall in love with our players around here and make them out to be way better than they are. But every, I'm sure every city does that to an extent, but let's not get yeah. crazy. Now, if the Browns can get Julio Jones for almost nothing, then they it would be stupid not to do it. But Julio Jones is getting traded for at least a second-round pick. And if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I'm trading that first-round pick. I'll say that time and time again. But if the if they really want to move him to the AFC and it's going to be a second-round pick, Tennessee makes the most sense. It does. It does. I mean, here's the deal. I think at a point there was first-round offers. There mm-hmm. would have been first-round offers. But the fact of the matter is, and this is why I think, to, to, to kind of go back to what happened on, on what did I say it was called? Undisputed. Yes. Undisputed. I got it two times in a row now. Yes. Um, kind of hurt Atlanta's trade value to an mm-hmm. extent, did it not? I mean, yeah. he basically said that he, he, he wants out. Like, yeah. So what could have been a first, and I think teams would have – I mean, Julio Jones is fantastic. I'm not saying that they're going to – be handing out first round picks, but I do think that it somewhat hurt the trade value for Julio Jones um, being on that show, or mm-hmm. not being on that show, but being a call on that <laughs> yeah. on the show that wasn't part of the show at all. Um, Long time listener, first time caller. Yeah, but no, Tennessee does make the most sense, but at the same time, there may be a team that steps out and and. And, and tries to make something work. I mean, mm-hmm. for a second rounder, again, to your point, if you're there, if you're a, a Super Bowl cusp team, you you do what you can to make make it happen. Mm-hmm. Because, it, but but it's a, it's a big it's a salary gap to swallow. I mean, that's why, like, for when I look at your team, like putting your wide receiver room together as far as salary cap wise mm-hmm. with OBJ and everything, that's a lot of cash to be spending on wide receivers. Absolutely. A because lot. OBJ's looking at fifteen million almost. Jarvis yeah. Landry's looking at fifteen million almost. You bring in Julio, he's fifteen point three million. That's way too much to spend. <laughs> yeah. But what the thing is, when he's traded, the team has a chance to then restructure his deal. For it when you're looking at Atlanta side that's fifteen point three million. They're going to save on the cap, but then it's fifteen point three million in dead money this year, twenty five million in dead money next year. And you're absolutely right by saying that. Yeah, the trade value changed when he said he wants out because when you know a player wants out, you know it's usually not going to end up happening where they can come back and everyone's happy. Like you said with Aaron Rodgers, is it too late? It could be because he's already come out a million times and said, "Listen, I'm not happy here." But at the end of the day. Julio is still a pretty damn good football player. He's no, worth I, that second round pick. And, and I heard that he would have played more games last year okay. if if Atlanta was in somewhat of contention. Mm-hmm. I mean Atlanta was terrible. Fifty one catches, seven hundred and seventy one yards, three scores last year. That was coming off a year in two thousand nineteen where he went ninety nine, thirteen, ninety four, and six. So he's not that far removed from being a top tier wide receiver. Can he get to those numbers of almost 100 catches, 1,400 yards again? Yeah, I think he can. A team. What about Arizona? Is Arizona a team that you think should look at him possibly? Pair him up with DeAndre Hopkins? I don't hate the idea of that. 
I mean, if, it, clearly, if you're doing that, you're throwing all your chips in the Kyler Murray basket, thinking mm-hmm. that he's going to be able to get it done. But Kyler Murray was suspect at times last week or last year, rather. I wish it was last week. I wish we were football season. <laughs> um, I don't hate it. I mean, and in, in, in I wouldn't be surprised by it to an extent. I mean, Arizona's clearly put their foot on the, the accelerator in, in the offseason, mm-hmm. you know, going out and getting J.J. Watt. Um, they're they're trying to, to to they think, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury thinks, that they're a legitimate football team. We'll have to see. Cliffy. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough division. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked. Again, you put DeAndre Hopkins outside of, I mean, yeah, you know DeAndre Hopkins outside of Julio Jones, and or or vice versa. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. You can move those guys all over. That would be pretty potent. But it, and then there's no excuses at that point for Kyler Murray. Um, I could see that team. It does. It still just feels like Tennessee is somehow going to try to make it work. I mean, we all talk about Tennessee, but outside of AJ Brown, really, how do we know that they're really looking in? Yes, the insiders say Tennessee works. And Tennessee should work because they, they're they on that cusp. They're a damn good team in a division they can win. I mean, Houston's not winning that division. Jacksonville's up and coming. I mean, Indy's Indy, but that's really Tennessee's division to lose. And once they get to the playoffs and they can shove Derrick Henry down your throat, I mean, you have those two monsters outside and A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. It makes a ton of sense. You're right. So at the end of the day, when we get to training camp, where is Julio Jones? Tennessee, I guess. I, yeah, I'm gonna go with Tennessee. Where are you, where are you going? No. The Browns? <laughs> no, he's not gonna be on. The <laughs> he should not be on the Browns. He won't <laughs> be on the Browns. But the dark horse team for me is a team in the Browns division, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens. Yeah. And I mean, you get them to add him and Rashad Bateman in one off season. Now all you need is a quarterback who can get the ball to them. Shots fired. I was gonna say the same thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you fired the shots, not me. I figured I'd beat you to it. I know how I much got, you uh, love Lamar's throwing ability. I got bail money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we think Julio's going somewhere. I'm with you, though. I think Tennessee I think, makes yeah. the most sense, and it's got to be Tennessee. It's not going to be Atlanta. He's not. I, I, I mean, I feel like he's clearly said, I'm, I don't want to be here, which is it, it's whatever. Matt Ryan's going to be like, okay. I mean, Calvin Ridley is a monster, so. Mm-hmm. Unless you need one point from him on a Monday Night Football game to win a fantasy <laughs> game. I mean, yeah. Zero points. Personal. How do you get zero Personal. points, bro? Uh, I'm not letting that go. I'm not letting that go. Anyway, back to around football. Back to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Rodgers. Rodgers. You said it may be too little too late, even if they do add Julio Jones. Where's Aaron Rodgers playing next year? Denver. Denver. Denver instantly becomes a Super Bowl contender. Correct. Correct. I mean, and second, but the second best team in their division still. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, you know that offense. That offense is bringing back Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. They had they're loaded at wide receiver. No, a fan at tight end. That that offense is basically a, a dude under center wearing twelve away from being just what you're talking about i mean right it just makes the most sense to me um because there's very few teams that that have a roster that's ready to somewhat win Mm -hmm. 
or to win with just adding one piece. And I, that's the number one one that comes to my mind. And I just think that that should be the destination. And here's the deal. If you trade Aaron Rodgers, you're a damn idiot. And and, and I understand it. Like, I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded to a team. Like, how mm. does that happen? Listen, please, anybody, take Aaron Rodgers. I want him the hell out of the NFC North. I, I, I want to see Jordan Love. Good luck to him. But, but again... Like, how do you trade Aaron Rodgers? How the hell does it happen? What's the compensation for Aaron Rodgers? I mean, what is it? What's the compensation for Aaron Rodgers? What do you get back for a guy like Mm -hmm. freaking Aaron Rodgers? It's just, I don't even know if we even know how these trades work because we haven't seen them. It's been recent since people were just like, hey, I don't give a shit. I want out. It's like, oh, okay. Deshaun Watson wants out. Well, you should stop touching the masseuses. (laughs) You know, you know, like what are we doing here? Like, like you know, guys. The Sean Watson thing was intriguing because we were like, "Oh my god, what can we give a Sean to Watson?" Sean Watson, we don't even talk about him anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the hell is going on with Sean Watson. But it's like, what what is the value for a player like Aaron Rodgers? I mean, Christ Almighty, I would give up. Every, like, if you think you're ready to roll, let's go. Yeah. Give up, give up all you need. This is a Ricky Williams type deal. I mean, this is what we were talking about before Deshaun Watson became Bill Cosby. Is how much is he worth? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kill you over there. But uh, you see what people give up. You saw what the Niners gave up to move up for Trey Lance. We're talking three first round picks. And that's for the mystery box we always talk about. Three first round picks for a mystery box. So what do you get for an MVP at 36, 37 years old? <laughs> I mean, I yes, the age is a thing, but he's coming off an MVP season. So you start with two first-round picks and then go from there? I, I, yes. I, I just don't know how it I, – I don't know what it looks like. Because, like, at what point do you not get fleeced mm-hmm. for trading Aaron Rodgers? Like, is there a trade scenario where you don't get bent over? You don't win this trade. If you're Green Bay, no matter what you get back. You don't, exactly. Yep, that's 100% my point. You do not win no matter what you get yeah. back. And and you could tell me, and listen, I just want Aaron Rodgers gone. I don't, I don't blame him. who it is. As long as it's not Bears in that the division. Vikings. <laughs> as long as it's not Bears <laughs> the Vikings, we're, we're in good shape. You look at what Denver has there. We've talked about what can Drew Locke be, and we talk about you brought up Noah Fant. Noah Fant, do we overvalue Noah Fant, or is he actually coming on as one of the better tight ends in the league? Well, I, it's hard to say that we overvalue Noah okay. Fant because because what's been the sergeant throwing the bullet? True. I mean, how are we gonna? We we see Noah Fant as a big big play capability from the mm-hmm. tight end position. I, it's it's hard to say we overvalue him. I mean. I think Cortland, a, health, a healthy Cortland Sutton, could light the league on fire. Too. Absolutely, I mean, I'm with I, you. I mean, I I'm legitimately a big believe, guy. like he could be a top ten receiver to your fantasy points or whatever the fan, you know, your fantasy ends at the, at the spectrum, and just be a top ten receiver in the league. He's got that kind of game. I know the injury sucked, but they've been loading up on, on weapons, man. Mm-hmm. They had KJ Hamler. Um, it's it's an offense that's ready to to kind of roll at this point, but it, it drew lock or whoever they potentially Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, and I think it's probably a Teddy Bridge uh, Teddy Bridge piece. Um, however, 
Teddy Bridgewater's not winning you the Super Bowl, right? Aaron Rodgers, that guy could probably do that, potentially do that. I mean, um, with those weapons and that defense, Teddy can get you in the playoffs, but I don't think you're winning playoff games. I'm with you on that. And to go back to Noah Fant, yeah, I don't think we overvalue him. I just want to see your opinion on that. Yeah. Noah Fant, year one, 40 catches, 562 yards, three scores. Averaged 14 yards per catch. Last year, 62 catches, 673. Averaged almost 11 yards per catch. The kid's got talent. And you if you look said at it, the progression of tight ends, too, that's that's right on track for, mm-hmm. for being a very good tight end. Absolutely. Tight ends, tight ends don't just walk in, which is everybody thinks Kyle Pitts is just going to walk in and be this – this human garbage disposal, which could potentially happen, mm-hmm. but man, there you do not see any tight ends break a thousand yards outside of like a random Jeremy Shockey year, yep. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, I I don't know about that. You hit it right on the head though, saying Denver is the spot because it is absolutely the team that they should do anything. They saw what happened when they brought in the aging Peyton Manning. Two years, they got a Super Bowl. I mean. Peyton Manning, you get the ring, he got the touchdown record, and then he was fading into the abyss of what we knew Peyton Manning was, yet they still made it to the Super Bowl that year. Might be my favorite football player ever is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's a hell of a dude. Not only is he... (laughs) Is he had a noodle arm towards the end of his career and he won a Super Bowl? He's the funniest damn dude out there. He is. Excellent. Watch the Peyton show on ESPN Plus. <laughs> do it. Do it's it. the only reason to have that channel. Yeah, most time. it's if you can get a free subscription for like a day and you can binge <laughs> it, it's worth it. If not, bail because it's yeah. ESPN. Bears. I mean, I only have ESPN Plus because it's part of a Disney bundle, and my kids use the Disney Plus. Otherwise, I would never probably have watched that channel outside of the free preview. So yeah, I'm with you on that. So let's that let's go to a. Uh, <laughs> I think you use it more than I do. Yeah, Which is don't fine. Let anybody hear. It, don't it gets let the, used. Don't let the, oh wait, yes, yeah, the people here. Like I'm not. I'm not stealing his credentials. <laughs> uh, I let him use my phone. That's what happens. It's it's yeah, all on my account. It's my phone. I just I ship it to him. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's talk your team. Why? Todd Gurley. Yeah. They're interested in Todd Gurley, and Dan Campbell comes out. And I love Dan Campbell because most head coaches are like you know we're not going to talk about guys who aren't here right now, but. Today, Dan Campbell's like, yeah, we were looking at Todd, but it doesn't mean anything from, you know, Swift or Williams. But, yeah, we're looking at Todd Gurley. We like the guy. Straightforward. Todd Gurley on the Lions. What are your thoughts about that? I'm not a huge fan of it. I mean, no role? Listen, I mean, I, I understand that they're going to want to try to run the ball, and I mm-hmm. get that. I think that most people around the league think DeAndre Swift is is going to be special. Um, it, you have a, a great running back too at this point, which Maul Williams. It's like wire, and I get it. Like, I think there's some value left in him. I just don't understand. Like, I think you want to be able to give DeAndre Swift the ability to show you who he is, and I just think that this might be something that is kind of taken away from that. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm okay with it, with the one-two punch that we have right now. And, and I'm not saying if I'm going to hate Todd Gurley, but this feels a lot of like Adrian Peterson last year to me. Yeah. Like, and, and Adrian Peterson, the two yards up the middle <laughs> for, like, every first down was, was t- like, and I know Adrian Peterson, he had a fine season, actually, with the Lions last year. It wasn't great, it wasn't bad, but, like, at what point do we want to let these these guys try to take it over? And I just don't know if that's one too many horses mm-hmm. in the room. 
knowing Todd Gurley's going to get touches because you're not going to bring Todd Gurley in to not get touches because he's going excuse me, he's going to get paid. He's mm-hmm. going to get, I mean, it's not going to be a huge deal because of his, his injury pass, but he's going to get paid. And I just don't know if it's like, if that the deal, and if they bring Todd Gurley in and, and I'm not going to like bitch about it. I'm not. I mean, it's fine. It just, to me, it's like, why? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't think that it's necessary, but I'm not going to bitch having Todd Gurley on the team either. Like, it, people are going to freak out about it. And, oh, my God. This got it. Like, listen, they're going to do what they want to do. I have no reason to to discount or not trust this, this new staff because mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything. And I'm not going to sit here and, and flip the goddamn house on fire thinking that, oh, my God, they sound Todd Gurley. I'm going to, you know, I'm burning my golf jersey. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't love it. I don't, I don't understand it. But like, it, it, if you want to talk really, then I'm fine. I just think that he's kind of a broken piece of, you know what I mean? Like I just think he's kind of broken. I feel like if you're bringing Todd Gurley and Todd Gurley's coming in with something to prove. Todd Gurley's a guy who still is young. He's had the injury history, but he's still, I think, 26 years old. He's going to want to come in and try to prove something. Football years. Yeah, and then <laughs> his knees are 106. Yeah, so. no doubt about it. I mean, let's see. We got it. Love Bell twenty twenty equals Todd Gurley twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, true. yeah, it is. <laughs> it's probably it's sad true. but true. Uh, thank you, Mister Guru Nick, for chipping in. But Gurley, I mean, he comes in. You're thinking he wants to prove something, and that's why this staff. I mean, especially this front office and Jared Goff. It's guys he's comfortable with. So he's going to come in and try to show that he's still the Todd Gurley of old, but you're taking away from DeAndre Swift, who has the talent to be that ultimate three-down back. He does. He does. And, you, and I'm not necessarily saying you have to use him like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wear the guy down, but you're 100% right. Are we? What are we doing? Give this kid a chance, because you're not winning this year. This isn't what you're looking at for the Lions. You the Lions is sh- you don't think we're a playoff team? Listen, 17 games, y'all might win a couple of them, Okay. Maybe, maybe sneak in as that second playoff team. You know, especially sixteen wins. (laughs) I don't understand where you're getting this. Yeah, it's not going to be great. Fourteen to seventeen wins is the floor. I understand that when you're thinking Lions, but that's over the next two years, and I get that. I mean, I've seen this with my Browns, where they're like, "We're rebuilding, and then we're going to bring in a bunch of old ass veterans." Use the guys you have. Figure out what you have going forward. If DeAndre Swift isn't that guy, you got Jamal Williams. It showed he can do things in limited time. But figure out what you got in DeAndre Swift. Last year, when the, he got the ball more than 10 times a game, you give him double-digit touches, your team won football games. He was a difference maker in that aspect because he wasn't getting the two yards up the gut that Adrian Peterson was. For the record, do I think the Lions are going to win six or seven games. I'm not going to try to jump the gun here, but I don't think they're going to be like terrible, terrible. They'll be a weird 7-10 and 10 or 6-11, and 11, yeah. which is going to yeah, be so everything's weird to gonna, see. Everything's going to be weird. Everything's going to be weird. I mean, 17 games, I mean, it's just, you're going to look at a team, go 10-7, and seven, and I'm be like, what the hell is going on here? It doesn't look yeah. right at all. But by but the way, not to, I know this is jumping. Out of, That's what we do here. So what <laughs> happens when they play 18 games, right, or 17 games? So say they play 17 games. How are records, like, how are we supposed to dictate, like, because every dude that's starting now in a 17-game season, he's going to have an extra game on every mm-hmm. other player that's ever played. Or in, in some extent, to, to way more than other players yeah. that have played, you know, in, in way years past. But like, how does that, how is that weight? Like, you know what I mean? Like, guys are going to be having, like, 
you you might see a two thousand you know yard receiving year yep. easily out of you know like just with that extra game. So I don't know how that works or how the hell is the Hall of Fame or what, what are we doing? And I, and I, and I like, listen, I want twenty seven game. However, I just and I don't really care about the Hall of Fame, but I I, I think it's interesting because guys like numbers are going to be crazy. Just kind of like quarterbacks numbers have become crazy in the last 10 years. You know what I mean? Like guys, guys didn't work throwing for four bills a game. I mean, we brought it up a couple weeks ago. Thousand yards means nothing anymore. Nothing. Like back in the day when you got a thousand yards, you worked for it. Thousand yard running backs. It was a big deal. Now you're playing 17 games. I mean, getting a thousand yards isn't as difficult as it used to be, sure. but this is where the, deeper stats where you're diving into the more hardcore stats when you're looking at analytics you're going to see how good players really are you're going to want to see those average per catch average per yard or per game what were they doing per game that really got them to that point i think that's where we're going to have to dig in and really look deeply into the stats i mean we've talked about it on the show how many times where you're seeing guys just put up ridiculous numbers with the quarterback numbers you brought up I mean, you get that extra game and you got a guy who's thrown for 50 touchdowns he can throw 54 easily. You're going to look at 50 touchdowns and 4,000 yards as a regular thing, possibly. One game is a big deal, but we're also going to see, with that one bye week, are we going to see guys getting arrested? You would think. 100%. Rather than arrested. I mean, not, well, you probably will see some guys get arrested. <laughs> 100% true. I mean, we're talking the NFL here, brother. Um, but, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, if you're – if you're a team that's kind of locked up where you're at, why wouldn't you rest guys mm-hmm. down the stretch? Um, that's going to bring our Blake Bortles, you know, guys that we love. Be like, imagine a red zone with like Blake Bortles and and like Drew Stanton and like a, a Gardner, Gardner Minshew and a Case. I mean, that'd be electric as hell, dude. I, I'm a hundred percent in on that. Week yeah, nineteen, right. or week eighteen, yeah, absolutely, right. it's going to be fun. Definitely going to see, but but at the same time, I mean, there's it's just going to be weird because that extra game is far, it's not going to matter to us like fantasy wise anything like mm-hmm. that, but like that extra game as far as like your legacy and your statistics is going to be like you know imagine a wide receiver having 150 more yards every season mm-hmm. for 10 seasons. You know, it makes a big. Yeah, difference. I mean, that is a huge difference right there. I mean. Looking at everything as is, you're going to see more of a college feel, I think, in some of these games. You get up 17 points in the fourth quarter, you never see quarterbacks come off field. They start handing off. Maybe that, hey, we're going to let our defensive ends sit. We're going to let our quarterbacks sit. Running backs, you're going to see kids get chances playing in regular season games, possibly, and have a chance to make stars out of themselves in what they do in the fourth quarter in some of these games, hopefully. But for teams really battling for that last playoff spot and fighting for it, and you're in a dogfight every week, you're going to go into the playoffs just dead tired. You're going to go into the wild card already playing a wild card type schedule. It's going to be Thursday night football. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm (laughs) worried about. Are we watering down the product with that 17th game? I think maybe you add another bye week and then we're not. That's what I think they need to do, which I didn't understand. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Why did they not add the bye week? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. like... If the players agreed to 17 games, or I'm shocked there's not an extra bye week. Yeah, it should be. I mean, I get you're going, oh, no, instead we're going to give you three preseason games. Yeah, you're not playing well, that fourth preseason, the preseason game. preseason games anyway. The fourth no. preseason game, the dudes are selling insurance and tacos <laughs> by week two of the NFL regular season, usually. Some people get their job that way. Some people find their way to a practice squad, but it's not that many. I mean, I remember a few games of, like, 
where Isaiah Crowell made himself a running back out of nowhere by going off in the fourth preseason game. But those are rare. Like, you don't usually see that. Usually it's the third stringers and the eighth stringers battling. And only dudes like us watch it. game is trash. (laughs) So you're getting rid of that. But, I mean, that doesn't help when you're playing regular season, when you're doing 60 to 90 snaps. Does this mean the starters play the second preseason game? That's going to be interesting how they do it. Or do you say, hey, we're going to go third. Let's go third preseason game. That's our dress rehearsal. We get another week off. And then, I mean, we've got to look at the schedule fully to get this idea. I don't think we plan on going in the 17th game talk here, but we're definitely going to talk more about that coming up. But before we get to our guest here, we got the anonymous scout coming up. I believe he's sitting in a parking lot somewhere down south right now. We will get to him in just a little bit. Miles Garrett was forced to retire from basketball by the Cleveland Browns. It's unfortunate. It is. It's unfortunate. You know, I felt like Miles had the opportunity to really be something as far mm-hmm. as a uh, you know a rec league basketball player. Um, the fact that you know this this hit the news and was was uh, super important um, really shows that that this hit it's hit miles deep. Um, that he had to retire from uh, from from rec league basketball. I know his family and and him had time to think about it yeah. and mourn. Um, but I feel like this was the best choice for Miles and his family. I'm with you. I think it was the best way to go. Are you surprised though that more teams aren't like, hey, enough of this in the off season? We don't want you spraining an ankle, tearing an ACL, doing this kind of stuff. I think. Let me think how do I want to say this. So I don't want to say anything crazy. <laughs> um, I think in today's society, mm. the less you tell people what to do, the better. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have the stuff written in the contracts about no, no motorcycle riding, no jumping out of planes, stuff like that. Right, and that in the sense. I but, mean, listen, dude. A pickup. If I went and played pickup ball right now. 93% chance I, ha- I come home with some sort of injury. I swear to God. Like, I would I would be injured. It would be my ham. It would be like my hammy. I play, I've rolled my ankle so much playing basketball. Like, I'll get out of the golf cart and roll my shit. And just like, it's just because like my ankles are so weak. Like, if I went and play pickup, and I love playing pickup basketball, like, if, if it was me working out, I want to do something like that. But like, no, dude, like, the absolute, like, you, you, you can only tell people to do so much. Like, mm. as you see, this game is trending to know we're not going to come to the voluntary workouts. We're opting out of these. And they in and, and this year they have a pass saying it's COVID, but that's something that they're not going to want to do forward. You could tell. Mm. So it's like, I, how much can you tell somebody to do as – I just think at some point you got to cut your losses, I guess yeah. you might. This crazy thing is Miles came to the OTAs. The Browns' yeah. entire offense – not defense. showing up. Yeah, the, the Browns' defense, defense isn't there, or the defense is there. Offense led by Union President J.C. Treader, they're not there, but they're working out elsewhere. So, I mean, it's just, wouldn't it make sense just work out on the field with your team rather than work off, I mean, work out? Well, let me ask you this. Would you rather be in Cleveland or Miami? 
I I sure do love my city of Cleveland. Miami, come on. I mean, yeah, I get it. It has a lot to do with it. You know what I I mean? Like, not only Cleveland, Berea. 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 It's not Cleveland. I mean, it's it's in Cleveland, the area suburbs, but that's not Cleveland. Berea, where you go over the railroad tracks, and you're like, shit, that's a Browns facility. And then you look over to the left, you're like, that's really it? <laughs> and then you get to the end of the street and you're at like a Nick's Gyros and you're like, what the hell's happening here? I'm back in the hood. I'm going Nick's Gyros first. <laughs> just standing outside Nick's Gyros watching footballs get kicked up in the air. But yeah, that was around football. We got to move on. We got coming up for you next, the Anonymous Scout. You've heard all the stories, all the reports, everything this guy has always said. And what sucks is I just got a call. I got to go. So Drew, you're going to have to take this interview by yourself. I should be back by the end of the show. You gonna be good interviewing this dude by yourself? I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, what, I mean how my, important is the call? Is it your daughter or something? I mean, my uncle's cat's yeah, nephew's okay. sister is sick, so I gotta go take care of that. Oh, it makes it sounds. Important. I mean, so yeah, so uh, Drew's gonna take care of that interview. I'll be right back, Drew. I will see you in a little bit. Uh, let me, I want to know how the interview went though. So in a little bit, we'll be joined by the anonymous scout and uh, Drew. It's all on you right now. I'll be back. All right. That's fine. That's fine. All right, so let's talk about my team, my Detroit Lions. And and I feel like the people were, you know, my man Dan Campbell was out there with a racing, a racing hat. Um, a racing hat, racing helmet. No, nah, I don't know what the hell they call it. Anyway, I, I think a lot of people around the league at this point consider Dan Campbell to kind of just be a um, – a circus kind of just like, you know, he's, he's kind of phony and whatnot. I, as a Lions fan, I am all about everything Dan Campbell's been about. Um, I think that he's tried to do his best to embrace of what us Lions fans feel like. And, and that's, and that's important to me. Um, but again, like I feel as far as Dan Campbell goes, he's kind of gotten a bad rap because he's the the bite the kneecaps. Yeah, he's been crazy. He's bad. He's been batshit crazy. Um, but I think the outside media is not a big fan of that, which is fine. Which is fine. Um, we're terrible. We're a dumpster fire. We're a joke. Um, and that's just the way it's it's been. But. We're maybe turning around. Who knows? But but again, at this point, it, it, the off season is in all its foolishness. Um, it's it, and again, we were talking about the seventeen game season. You know, it, and I, I guess I don't know where the this this dude that's supposed to be coming on is. But that's no problem. We'll, we'll just sit here and, and BS. Um, the seventeen game season brings in this perspective to me. So. When you add an extra game, what do you think? And I'm just talking out loud. What do you think the median average? Um, <laughs> average. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hey there, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, you know, I'm just sitting out here, uh, you know, uh, um, thank you for uh, letting me join the show tonight. Sitting outside a hotel here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And I'm Scott. I hope all's well with you, sir. I really do. Hey, I, I want to get I want to get some insight here. 
something that's close to home here. What, what are we? What are we thinking? What are we looking at with Matthew Stafford joining the LA Rams? Any insight? Any uh, information on that? You know what? I was scouting uh, Matt Stafford when he's coming out of Georgia. You know, I do the uh, Southern Region for my team here. Uh, Matt Stafford. Let me tell you, the balls on that guy. Like, th- just that guy's that kid. I said I wrote in my report. He's he's got cojones. He just fires the football in there. I think you know what they're going to do is if he can throw the football they're going to move the ball down the field and he can throw the football, but that boy two, two Atwell that they have, he's a skinny fella. He, if the wind blows too hard, he's going to blow off the field. That ain't going to be good for them there in Los Angeles. Oh, Hey, uh, no, Scott, I want to touch on a couple of rookie quarterbacks and, and, yes, sir. and just kind of fill you out with, with what you think. Now, Urban Meyer down there in Florida, he drafted one there out of out of Clemson, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. What are we What are we looking at? What are we thinking about Trevor Lawrence as far as his rookie season there uh, down in Jacksonville with the, with the, with a uh, with a rookie head coach? Well, the rookie head coach don't bother me because he's going to run the CEO type organization he did at the Ohio State University. But the boy Trevor Lawrence, you know, I don't scout a lot of girls. I scout men who play football. This boy looks like something you'd see in a Pantene Pro-V commercial. And for me, that boy needs to cut his hair if he really wants to be a man and play football. But we'll see if he does that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Let's uh, let's touch on, on another rookie quarterback. Um when do you expect Trey Lance to be in the starting lineup? And what is what does the anonymous scout think of Trey Lance's abilities? I think Trey Lance is a good fullback for a team. He's got that body that you would expect to be blocking lead for your big old running back right there. But, you know, in today's NFL, he's a guy who compares favorably to a – Mike Vrabel type player, a player who's just big and can do a lot of things. But can he throw the football? Can he read a defense? Can he read? I talked about his mama to someone, and they said they don't know if he can read. Now, I don't know if that's true, but anonymously, and that's why I keep my, my you know, I don't want anyone to know who I am. Sure. I think he's going to be sense. an okay football player. At quarterback, I'm not sure. Mm. I get that. You know, I get that. Everything you said just seems to not make sense. Anyway, um Well, that's why I stay anonymous. Well, no, I get I that. So I so let's talk about Timmy Tebski. Timmy Tebow. Um Legend. Greatest human to ever walk the earth. Wow. I mean, so what do you, else do you, you think that, that he's going to be able to make the the fifty three man roster? He's number one, number one in your hearts, number one in your playbook. I mean, he's Jesus' favorite quarterback, my close friend to Sky Scout with, and hopefully this doesn't let anyone know who I am, Mr. Daniel Kelly. He and Tim Tebow healed sick. I mean, there's proof of it on the internet. You can see it there. And when you're talking about football and you want guys to win, Tim Tebow's the guy you want, is it not? You know, a lot of people would actually say that it's not. 
they would that they would say that maybe that's not actually the case. Um, you know, you make a compelling argument, certainly, uh, and I respect it. I do. Um, let's bring up Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady going to this year kind of show his age, who he is, show his ass? Potentially, you could say. Uh, is this the end for for Tom Brady, or is he continuing to to, to win championships and contend? You know, I I don't want anyone to know who I am because I get deep inside information. And I heard that Tom Brady is a vampire. He He's going to live forever. He's going to play as long as he wants to. I mean, you look at pictures of Tom Brady coming out of Michigan, and you look at Tom Brady now. Tell me that he has not aged in reverse like he's Benjamin Button. He ain't going nowhere. He's playing as long as you and I walk God's green earth, I'll tell you what. Man, you can't wow. laugh too hard over there because I'm trying to hold it together on this side and it ain't working. <laughs> all right. No, hey, listen. Um, <laughs> I made all uh, the Benjamin Button thing. I mean, it is potentially true. Um, it, it seems that he is, he, you're right, he just continues to just be freaking fantastic. Um. I guess the other person I'm really interested in, um, this is a player that nobody really knows if he's the real deal or not. Um, I don't know. I'm a scout. Well, that's true. And that's why I'm asking a non-scout. Um, it's Baker Mayfield. Tell me what Baker Mayfield is. Tell me what the kind of player he is. Baker Mayfield, he's, he's what John Gruden, one of my close personal friends, Mr. John Gruden, He's what he would call a gamer. He's going to go out there and he's going to play the game. And he's going to game for you. And you game playing with him. And when you're in the game, he's going to play the game for you. And if you got a guy who's going to game for you on game day, uh, you, you can win football games. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's that's kind of on par with what a lot of people have been saying about him. Um, you know, lots of game stuff is what they've been referring to. And that's Gamer. great. That's great that you got yeah, – clearly you are on the end um, as far as this information goes. Um, I want to jump on over to a uh, to a team that may or may not be – I don't want to say quarterback list, but let's talk about the New England Patriots there, anonymous scout, uh, real quick. Mm -hmm. um, is Cam Newton's arm going to fall off – Today or tomorrow, when he makes, can he throw the ball fifteen yards, or, or is this that 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 uh, young man out of uh, Alabama, Mac Jones, is kind of gig to to lose? Listen, Mac Jones, you look at him; he is everything you want in a young man and a quarterback. I scouted him at Alabama. My close friend Nicholas Saban. I mean, when I look at Mac yeah, Jones, you guys are good friends. You and Nick, you, got, you guys are Nick are tight. We go way back. Yeah, I mean, okay. we are so tight. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, tighter than a beaver's butt crack. I okay, mean, that's, we're that's close. We, we grew. I mean, without giving too much away, we're 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 real, real good friends. I mean, Mac Jones, he's pretty. He's a pretty boy. He's got damn country boy good looks. He, I mean, he's got kind of a noodle arm, arm too, but he can get <laughs> the ball in there where it needs to be. And we were talking about Cameron Newton. Cameron Newton, this is a guy, you know, I remember I was at Florida when he stole the laptop. I actually the ladder up to the window and 
helped them crawl out. Thanks you. Thanks you. Do for the players. I help them out. Now, Mister Newton, football, you can run the football. I'm just I take care of my friends, my family. You know, I Jesus pray to God. I mean, I, I do everything. But Cameron Newton, it's time to hang him up, Superman, because uh, Superman's cape it's getting too heavy to hold and shoulder that load. And yeah, can he throw the ball 15 yards? I mean, yeah, if the wind's blowing 18 miles per hour behind his back. <laughs> so, so Cam it's, needs it's to hang Jones it up. Time up there for Mr. Bill Belichick and the boys. <laughs> that's fair. Hey, that's fair. Hey, the last, hey, I don't know, the last one we'll touch on. I mean, you get a good you gust of wind in Foxborough. Then, I mean, you can put him out there. What about Zach Wilson? On the other side of town, for a better, uh, lack of a better word, Zach Wilson. Um, what do we think about him walking to the Jets? Zach Wilson comes from a family. Zach Wilson comes from a family with good roots. A bunch of Mormons. His mama. Let me tell you something about his mama. When I went to that house to talk to Zach Wilson for the first time, man, his mama. Uh, I mean, I hope my wife ain't listening. But his mama, she, she, she's a, she's an excellent cook. Hey, 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 hey! Be careful, and I'm a scout. I wouldn't mind. I mean, she makes a lasagna, and I mean, I ain't gonna talk about the boy's family like that. But I mean, I mean, Zach Wilson, he, he, he comes from a good family. Can he throw the football? Yes. Can he be accurate? Yes. Did he do it a lot at BYU? Yes, but he struggled in a big game. Me, Zach Will, you know who he reminds me of, to be honest with you? Who's that? A guy, I don't know if you remember this guy, but Zach Wilson reminds me a lot of a guy like Mike McMahon. You're, you remember yeah, Mike? I remember Mike McMahon. He, he played for I, the Detroit Lions. Yep, yep, I remember Mike McMahon. <laughs> Zach Wilson reminds you of Mike Zach, McMahon? Zachary Wilson, that's who he reminds me of. Okay. If Zachary, I mean, if Mike McMahon, I mean, they, they's the same player. I mean, just Mike McMahon's mama, she, she just, she's a big woman. And, uh, I mean, she lewd. Remember, we went to an all buffet one night, and I don't, I don't want to get into this story, but yeah, I mean, they, their mamas ain't the same ball players. They's the same. All right, now, Scott, I think uh, your analysis is riveting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Any more appreciate you, got you hopping on. You know. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be sure to, uh, to reach out here in the future to you, my friend. I appreciate you. Yep. You, uh, you have a good yeah, one, my friend. Yeah, I, I thought uh, we're going to have to work. <laughs> work on this segment a little better here and uh yeah you have a good one too my feller i'll, I'll see you yeah. next time all right my friend godspeed sir. godspeed yeah so there was that um this is fantastic that was um that was something that was something um i've never really heard Comparisons quite like those, um, which does add up to, to kind of the way that anonymous people 
post things. I mean, how do we? How many times in the draft do we see just somebody come? Oh, you know, somebody anonymously said this person's going here. It's it's all smoke screen. We see this thing all the time. Um, but that was an interesting segment. <laughs> Very interesting to say the least. Listen, when we come in, <laughs> there we go. I'm back on. Here we go. Um, thinking about that, it, it makes me think of what do you think the overall? Hey, dude. What's hey, up? man. Yeah, Hello, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I took care of the cats and everything. They're good. Uh, how'd the uh, interview with the anonymous scout go? It was. It was something. Let me tell you, it was. It was certainly something. He uh, he has some insight. He has some insight on um, on a mushroom dealer. Yeah. Yeah. It and certainly it, seemed that way. High quality? It was, yeah, it's very, very <laughs> high quality. Very high quality, I must say. My hair's all messed up. I don't know what happened here. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, so uh, what would you touch on with him? So we can recap that real quick. Well, Matt Stafford. What do you think about Matt Stafford? Just since we're here, you know. You know Matt Stafford is a guy that I have always had respect for. I mean, his rookie year, I think it was his rookie year where – he basically went out there with one arm and beat the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, Matt Stafford is a dude who for too long has toiled on a team that just wasn't good. They didn't build enough around him. He's had Calvin Johnson. He's had weapons, yes. But it takes more than just one side of the ball and a Calvin Johnson. I mean, Calvin Johnson got frustrated with that organization, I think, and basically said goodbye. He's coming back, baby. He's coming back. And that's good because they need to have him around because Calvin Johnson is one of the greatest football players to ever step on the field. But for Matt Stafford, this chance for him, I think it's going to start maybe a little slow. I think he's going to put a lot of pressure on himself to really go out there and just light it up in L.A. But once they get rolling, if they, he gets comfortable, and if they can put things together on both sides of the ball, I think L.A. is going to be a team that's going to be a lot of fun to watch this season. I mean, what are your thoughts? What do you expect out of Staff? I mean, I know I've watched that for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think um, – I think he can really succeed in Sean McVay's offense. I really do. I, I mean, Duke's got one of the best arms in the league. I, I, I look for him to do good things there. I really do. And, and I mean, yeah, to your sense, you can have Calvin Johnson. Like, it takes a t- you can't ju- you can't just give up thirty four points a game. Like, you know what I mean? You like it goes to hand in hand. Like, yes, like, and that's why QB wins and shit like that are dumb. Absolutely. Because it has it it, it it puts all the 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 onus on the the quarterback. Um, I expect them to be decent. I mean, they got weapons offensively. I expect them to win. I would expect them to win ten games yet last year, but today this year is eleven just because the games mm-hmm. games. But the one thing the United Scouts said was Trey Lance should be a fullback. Wow. Yeah, I haven't heard that. No, absolutely not. But, I mean, this is the same guy who compared Russell Wilson to Colt McCoy. I mean, yes, the anonymous scout eventually – sometimes they hit their their points, but the anonymous scout a lot of times just says the most ridiculous stuff that you'd ever hear. I mean, you go on Twitter and you just Google – or not Google on Twitter, but you go on Twitter, you do a search NFL draft anonymous scout, he finds all kinds of random stuff. I mean, you never know what this guy's going to say, but the information's always out there. And – it shows you that we should take his opinion with a grain of salt, but I do appreciate him joining us. I wish I could have been here for it. No, no, that's good, man. I'm glad you got to take care of what you need to. Mm-hmm. Now, going forward, 
is he a guy worth having on again? Is this a segment that we should maybe work on or? <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely it was uh, it was electric. Um, <laughs> electric. Yeah, no, it was. He definitely has some insight. It's um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to revisit the uh, my guy if if he's anonymous, he might be hard to get a hold of. But we'll, we'll see what we can do. I'm mean, listening. I had to go back channels. I had to you know go deep in to the book of tricks to find this guy. But I got lucky, you know, I was at a bowling alley. I met a guy who works at the bowling alley, fixes the lanes, and he's ran into him a few times and, you know, got his number. I said, listen, you know, I'm a, the co-host of Full Coverage Football Show. And he's like, oh, man, no shit, really? I'm like, yeah, the Full Coverage Football Show. This dude, you know, I signed autographs, he bullshitted for a little bit, and, uh, and then he's like, listen, I know a guy who's deep into the NFL and college football. I'm like, oh, yeah, really? He's like, yeah. He's the anonymous scout. I'm like, the anonymous scout? He's like, yeah, bro, the anonymous scout. So I got his number, and, you know, I hit him up. I'm like, yo, anonymous, can you come on? He's like, I can do that for you, brother. So, yeah. And, yeah, you know, I found him. Way to network. Way to network, dude. And if you guys are ever looking for him, go to any hotel. Just look, ask for Mr. Scout. And he's probably at some hotel just always. I heard he was on the road 380 days a year. It's it's like that for him. That's that's confirmed. (laughs) Can confirm. But before we get out of here tonight, anything else you want to talk about, brother? No, man. Um, that was fun. It was good to be back. Uh, Absolutely. I think the logos kick ass, by the way. So I agree. Should, if yeah. everybody disagrees, then they're fucking wrong. <laughs> um, so. But do hit us up. Let us know what you think. Except if it's not a good review, then don't. don't if it is, it's whatever. No, it's not. I mean, that's what the internet's for. The anonymous scout is probably going to leave us a shit review. (laughs) Guy's a dick. I mean, I I was just checking uh, the internet. Yeah, he definitely already did leave us kind of a sketchy review. It seems kind of right up his alley. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Scout, thank you for joining us once again. But yeah, great to be back. I mean, you can find us here on Twitter, Periscope, Facebook, YouTube, Everywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. We'll be back next week with another fun show here on the Full Coverage Football Show. Until then, check out Drew at Detroit Dave 7 doing all kinds of golf stuff. Golf. you got to watch it. Excellent. I always try to retweet it on my page at Somerville CLE. Did a show tonight. That show is available on the Hammerjacks Network. Uh, and how'd that show go tonight? It was good, man. We had a good time. I'm a pop song. We, nice. Talk some golf. So it was good. And uh, what tournament we got this weekend? The Memorial, right down in Seabus, dude. Nice. Jack's, Jack's place. Who's winning? It, uh, well, we'll call more cows winning. It got rained out. Like the people in the afternoon played like two holes. Okay. So, well, uh, it's supposed to be nice throughout the weekend. Hot. It'll be a good one. And who's winning it all? Sunday. Who's holding up the trophy? <laughs> well, I'm always gonna pick speed. Okay. Um. So we'll speed. <laughs> so do that. Check out Drew on the Hammerjacks Network at Detroit Dave Seven on Twitter. Check out the golf shows. Always a good time. Check us out here every Thursday at 8 p.m. The Full Coverage Football Show. My name is Jeremy. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Give us a review on Apple Pods. And hey, do us a favor. If you listen on Apple Pods or any of the podcasts, give us a retweet. Let us know what you think. We always want your feedback on any segment we do, anything we do, because we're always trying to get better with each show and also have fun and keep it nice and simple because this is a full coverage football show. You never know where we're going to go, what we're going to do, but we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Until next time, remember, as always, if you love the life you love, you love the life you live. And I started through that. Night, kids.